everyone, and welcome to the all-new Forever Blue Shirts Radio Podcast, powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Forever Blue Shirts Radio Podcast. Today, I will be flying solo. And I want to talk on a couple of topics regarding the New York Rangers, and in particular the offseason. Um, the Rangers were bounced by the Carolina Hurricanes in early August, uh, but that kind of went away pretty fast when they won the draft lottery and the right to select first overall and pick Phenom Alexi Lafreniere. This is definitely a special player, a generational talent. Uh, and I think Ranger fans were riding pretty high for a while on that. But now there's been a lull. There's not much news going on. The Rangers are preparing for the offseason that's coming. Uh, there has been a trade in the NHL, shockingly enough. Uh, and that was between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, basically a cap-cutting move for the Leafs, sending Kasperi Kapanen over to the Penguins. There, uh, there you can read more at the uh, dailygoalhorn.com. This is a new website I launched to cover the NHL. Uh, and I really hope uh, you guys check it out. You know, if you're into rumors, you're into NHL news and headlines, uh, I'm, I'm trying to expand the coverage I give you at foreverblueshirts.com, focusing on the Rangers and taking it league-wide. Uh, it's just getting off the ground now. It's definitely been well-received, but please check it out for sure, thedailygoalhorn.com. Um, in today's episode, like I said, we'll talk about the offseason, but I also want to let you know uh, normally we have a guest. So this episode is going to be a segue into the next episode where I get Rangers beat reporter Vince Mercogliano to join me, and we will talk about some of these very same topics, but from Vince's point of view, as he has a closer connection to the locker room. So please hit the subscribe button because tomorrow's episode is going to be just as good, and I've got a lot more in store coming up in the next uh, coming weeks. So sit tight, enjoy. But before we get going, let me give you a word from our sponsors. Support for this episode of the Forever Blue Shirts radio podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Now, guys, listen to me. Doesn't matter what age you are, when it's time to groom your twig and berries, you need the right tools. You need the right manscaping tools, if you will. Because let me tell you something. I've used different methods and different things in the past. And let me tell you something. When you catch, when you catch them, woo, your eyes bulge and you feel that pain for days. So anyway, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new and approved Lawnmower 3.0. It may be funny, but it ain't funny when you catch your family jewels. Third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in a shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. 
Show you're more off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Trust me, trim it. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BLUESHIRTS at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Listen to me, fellas. Listen. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLUESHIRTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code BLUESHIRTS. You will be happy you did. So let's talk about the uh, Rangers offseason just a little bit more here. So... Let's uh, let's look at the Rangers this past season. They were good. And that was before Igor Shesterkin arrived on the scene to show that they could get better. But against the Canes, you know, we saw it. It was clear. It doesn't look like they have the right mix to win in the playoffs. And that's something that they're going to need to address. And for me, okay, before the Rangers do any signings or look at the free agent market, right, and, and or they try and make a trade, they got to do some housekeeping first. Jeff Gordon, John Davidson, need to do some housekeeping. And that housekeeping starts with the restricted free agents the Rangers have. All right? Ryan Strom, Tony D'Angelo, Brendan Lemieux. Their styles of play, and they don't back down, and that's important, is important in a playoff series. They're all going to be restricted free agents with arbitration rights. So while the Rangers have a negotiation advantage, the truth of the matter is any one of them could go before an arbitrator and get a really big one-year deal and hamper the Rangers from making any moves. So I would behoove the Rangers to find a way to get these three guys under contract, try and do it at a fair price. I don't think any one of them is going to get a long-term deal. I think the most anyone will get is a two-year deal. I think that goes for Strom and D'Angelo. Maybe maybe Brendan Lemieux because he'll be a little bit more cost-effective. Could be a three-year deal. That's possible. But the Rangers got to Take care of their own restricted free agents. And one of those restricted free agents is also Alexander Georgiev. Uh, but I think before you take care of him, and, I be- and I'm most positive the Rangers are going to give him a two-year deal, right? I think they want to see what they... I, I think we know Shesterkin's the number one. They want Georgiev around because he can play uh, 35 to 40 games himself and be effective as a 1B type goaltender. Uh, they do have Tyler Wall, who I'm hearing they're very high on, and I think he's once he gets to Hartford, he's going to show why he's so good. So they do have goaltenders. Uh, but they have to resolve the Henrik Lundqvist, um, Henrik Lundqvist situation. Uh, I get a little choked up when I talk about him. Um, this is definitely a delicate situation, but the answer is clear that it's time to move on from Henrik, uh, primarily because it's got to be financial. Uh, you simply can't pay your backup goaltender $8.5 million a year. So there are two options for both sides. The Rangers can buy him out or trade him. Uh, if they trade him, they'll save $4.25 million if they do 50% salary retention, they buy them out, they'll save $3.5 million. Either way, it's something that has to be done. Um, Hank has two options himself. He can accept that trade and work to get to a contender at some point, or he could retire. Uh, the retirement scenario is a little weird one because it has a lot to do with Frolunda and going to play in Sweden, who their season is basically just starting. Uh, if he retires now, yeah, that, that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, there's been a lot of talk in Sweden about it, so it's possible. 
you know, playing with his brother Joel for just one SHL season uh, while the North, North America figures out its COVID situation. I mean, hockey's not going to start again until December. Uh, it, it does make sense from that standpoint, but is he going to just leave 8.5, you know, the, the 8.5 million or uh, I guess the 5 million that's remaining in salary uh, on the table? Maybe not. But the Rangers got to figure that situation out, period. And once they do, they can then let the other dominoes fall. Another thing that I think the Rangers have to make a decision on is what are they going to do with the influx of young talent that they have, you know, that's that's coming in. And what I mean by that is they can't kind of just say, well, we're only going to give this guy a a 10-game look and then we're going to send them down, you know, like – Kind of make a decision at this point. Primarily, Vitaly Kraftsov. Is he going to play next year? Are you going to give him a real look? Not like 10 games, send him down. But I, I, I don't know. What are you going to do with Vitaly Kraftsov? We need to see what this kid can do. He's old enough now. He's been in the AHL. He's been a star in the KHL. He's big. He's got offensive skills. It's time. Okay? If that's the case, you got to start thinking about the right side of the forward lineup, right? Before we get to that, a lot of things have now changed now that Alexi Lafreniere is going to be a New York Ranger. He is a left wing that should be immediately penned into the lineup at least as the third line left wing. Here's my take. This kid is supposed to be a generational talent. He should at least be given a strong look on the top line with Mika Zibanejad. Might be a lot, but if this kid is truly a generational talent, he should be able to click. Let's see what could be the future top line of the Rangers with Lafreniere and Mika Zibanejad. Let's pump the brakes on who the right wing's gonna be. I really believe that's gonna be Kako at some point. Let's pump the brakes. Let's leave Buchnevich there for now, but let's figure that one out. Because I don't think you could have two kids with Mika Zibanejad next season. That's trying to be fair. So you have that. This does give the Rangers more options. You know, what can they do? What if you put, if you you don't move Buchnevich, you put Lafreniere at the top, you put Kreider on the third line, and you let him play with Philip Hedl and give Philip Hedl a good winger, a veteran to help him develop as the center you're hoping he's going to be. And eventually maybe take the number two slot away from Ryan Strom. That's possible. So why not make those moves? You then have Kraftsoff play with Hedl and Kreider. I mean, that's an impressive skilled third line with a little bang and crash on it that Kreider can provide. So why not give it a look? You know, for your fourth line, you have Brett Howden to center. You sign Brendan Lemieux, and you have Julian Goche. <clears throat> I look at that lineup, and I'm going, oh, the Rangers got something here. They really, really do. The other consideration, though, is, you know, defense. And this one is not so clear-cut, you know. And this is why I, I continue to lobby that you, no matter what, you don't get rid of of a 25-year-old right-handed defenseman who just finished fourth in the league in scoring for defensemen would have topped over 60 points in a full season 
can quarterback a power play, has this incredible ability to get shots through, which is an underrated thing that many people don't seem to look at when it comes to defensemen. Can they get their shots through? That is an art form, an art form. Whether it's a slap shot, whether it's a wrist shot, snap shot, the ability to get the puck through, especially on the power play when they're trying to clog the middle, the ability to get that shot through and cause that chaos and that rebound down low is why Tony D'Angelo is so important and why you don't go, well, we have Nils Lundqvist coming next season, so just get rid of him now. You know, a lot of this is driven. A lot of this is driven by people's personal opinions of Tony D'Angelo's Twitter or however he handles it. I don't really care either way, okay? I don't, it's not for me to put my opinions on anybody else or to make you think about certain topics outside of hockey, you know, or trying to sway you to my either political. Do I care for, I really don't. I don't care for it. I don't care for it. I don't care when D'Angelo does it. I don't care when Truba does it. I don't care about it. I just don't. It's not my thing. I go elsewhere for that. That's just me. I love to be informed and I try to go to as many sources as possible and I try to get the full story in. But, you know, sitting there flipping out because you don't like his Twitter feed, I, I'm telling you I'm telling you now, the Rangers aren't, aren't going, wow, his Twitter feed, I, we got to get rid of him because of his Twitter feed. If the Rangers really want to, they can just tell him, stop. Stop. We need you off Twitter. We don't want you to continue to do this. But the Rangers aren't going to take away somebody's voice. And as far as I've heard, okay, he's been a model citizen and a good teammate on the Rangers. So anyway, you don't get rid of him. You sign him. You don't sign him long term. You sign him for two years. You see what you have in Nils Lundqvist. You see what you have in Keandre Miller. We know Ryan Lindgren is going to be here. He's proven it. He deserves to be here. But the Rangers are lacking a top shutdown defenseman. Okay. And I think Troub is that defenseman. He should be. Even though he's got some offensive punch, he should be that defenseman. But he also needs a reliable partner and somebody who could help him get the puck out. I'm going to get more to that in a second. But they're still looking for that left defenseman. Keandre Miller could very well be that defenseman and more, but it's going to be a lot to ask of him next season to do that. That's why I don't see Mark Stahl going away. I don't see them getting rid of Mark Stahl, but it's possible. Hey, listen, they make a decision. If we could trade him and he's willing to go, he has a no move clause. If, hey, we'll, we'll have to open up spots and we'll give Keandre Miller a strong look. They, the Rangers have to give Libor Hayek a legitimate look next season. Legitimate. They got to know what they have in him before they decide to trade the kid. Okay? He, the kid can play. He's poised with the puck. He can score a couple of points. And, he, and he's pretty big. He's got to play that size, but he's pretty big. So there's a lot that the Rangers need to get done before they start thinking about, hey, where are we going? There are two major areas of concern for the New York Rangers. One is left defense. Okay, and if Nils Lundqvist is as good as he is and the Rangers really don't have anything coming up left defense-wise, and they can try and move Adam Fox or Tony D'Angelo to the left side. I think they can make that switch, okay? And I think more likely than not, it would be D'Angelo. Um, 
But if they were looking at the free agent market, so let's, let's play a game. The Rangers don't have a lot in cap space at the moment. <clears throat> they don't have a ton. Uh, I think they have, I'll pull it up in a second. I think they have roughly about, is it uh, 14 million in cap space? Um, as I'm talking, I'll put it up there. But should the Rangers clear some cap space, okay, and if they really feel it's important to go out and get uh, a defenseman, one potential and I think reasonably priced free agent, unrestricted free agent that's out there is Boston's Tory Crook. Um, I, I think that's one that should be looked at because I think he's very smart. He, he plays it tough. He's not big. He's not a big defenseman. Uh, so he's not going to bowl people over or anything like that. Um, but he's smart. And he moves the puck well, and he'll get the puck out of his zone. And it, and I think it's something that I think he'd be a fit uh, for David Quinn. Okay, I think he certainly would be a fit for David Quinn's team when it comes to that. Um, so anyway, the Rangers do actually. The Rangers have, according to Sport, uh, sorry, SpotTrack.com, Rangers have estimated 17 million in cap space for the 2020. 2021 season um so i thought it was around 14 i could be could be wrong i'd have to check cap friendly too to confirm it but they have a decent amount a lot of it is going to get eaten up by their restricted free agents uh which would make it tough to to sign tory krug who is probably going to command anywhere between seven and eight million dollars uh the biggest issue is at 29 years old is he really worth a seven-year deal that uh, other teams will give him um Maybe he takes he takes less term uh, for eight million. Uh, I don't know, but I'm just saying of all defensemen out, that are out there, everyone's going to be after Alex Pietrangelo, but he's a right defenseman. Everyone's going to be looking to unload their coffers on him, uh, and then some teams uh, will look for Tori Krug as an op, as a you know secondary option if they miss out on Pietrangelo. Again, left defensemen are easier to find uh, and to come by. So it, it, you have to have that need for one as well. It's the right-handed defenseman that seems to become so elusive. Uh, ergo, why I'm making such a big stink about Tony D'Angelo. But the bottom line is, is that Tory Krug presents an interesting option. That would require, obviously, a potential arrangement making a trade and maybe moving out of Buchnevich and his contract uh, to save a few, you know, a couple extra million dollars uh, on the cap. That puts a lot of pressure then on an inexperienced right side, uh, you know, putting Kako on the top line, Kratzoff on the second line, Julian Goche on the third. Does that give you some money to retain Jesper Fast and give him a, a, a signing since, you know, he's a veteran presence uh, and the Rangers do obviously like him because they kept him at the deadline? That remains to be seen. So anyway... That's uh, that's where I am with this. Uh, there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, tomorrow, I will be talking with Vitz Mercagliano, and we're going to go over this in more detail. I did want to get uh, a quick hit episode out uh, just to lay down some of this groundwork, some of these ideas. Um, also, some news is breaking today that 
assistant general manager, Chris Drury, has dropped out of the uh, Florida Panthers GM spot. Uh, so he's withdrawn it. This news is being broken by Larry Brooks of the New York Post. Uh, still the the, uh, the best Rangers insider you're going to find. Um, there's no doubt about it. Larry is a, is is one to read and one to follow. He has the inside track. Um, you know, I've uh, I've reached out. I've spoken to a couple of agents over the years. Very difficult for an independent like myself to get them to respond, but I have. Uh, and you know, it's been made clear to me that you know they speak to that Larry's somebody that they speak to. He's a, he he listen. He's the best in the business. Uh, some of you guys who who follow me on Twitter at number four ever blue shirts uh so that's forever blue shirts at twitter you know uh, some of you trash brooks i don't get it uh that makes no sense to me uh brooks is an absolute must follow uh and an absolute must read when it comes to new york rangers he has an inside track uh unlike any other reporter covering the team uh so that's just my two cents on on larry brooks want to talk a little bit about outside of the unrestricted free agents there is one name that seems to be very popular and it's a it's a fan rumor for the most part and that is the rangers trying to offer sheet uh restricted free agent anthony sorelli let me uh let me go with uh (laughs) (laughs) jeff gordon is not going to ruin his reputation by signing somebody else's restricted free agent when he's got four of his own and and it's just um, it's an unwritten rule. Uh, when teams do it, let me tell you something. Those GMs, the rest of them, kind of like you know, hey, how you doing, Mark Bergerman? Yeah, offer sheet at Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a wrong move. Um, yeah, it, it, they get a little ostracized. You know, it's it's like I said, it's a little bit of an unwritten rule, and Gorton's not going to ruin his reputation. Um, now, Sorelli's a 23 year old, decent decent center. I don't know where everyone's kind of like, oh, this kid's going to definitely be a second-line center. He's a good two-way center. He would be a perfect third-line center. If the Rangers wanted to trade Philip Heedle, who's cost-controlled still on his entry-level contract, and bring in Sorelli and sign him, I'm all for it. Do it. Do it tomorrow. Work it out with Tampa. Do it tomorrow. Give them another pick. Say, here, take another pick. Heedle and a pick for Sorelli. Do it tomorrow. Would love this kid as the third line center on the Rangers with the potential, maybe he's better than I think, of being a second line center. He's a second year player. I shouldn't be passing judgment so fast, you know. But hey, fan made rumor, but here, that my take on it is don't, the offer sheet's not happening. Get it out of your head, number one. But if there's a trade to be made, that's it. That's the one. Because I got to tell you, I don't know if Hedl's the answer. I like the kid. I know he's a second-year player in his own right. Big doesn't play big. Doesn't make space for himself. It's And plus, he's supposed to be a center, and it looks like Quinn would rather play him on the wing because he's not, when it comes to the center you know, responsibilities, he doesn't seem to do a good job with it. You know? So, to me, I'm all for it. Tampa has cap problems. Say, hey, no problem. Take this guy. Take Heedle. Got a lot of promise, center, winger, take him on. Cost control right now, trade us the rights to, to uh, Sorelli, we'll give him a contract. That's the move. 
If there's any move to be made with Sorelli, that's the one. And that's the one. I, hey, I'm all for it if they, if they decide to do it. One final piece of news I want to go over with is that Brendan Lemieux was recently on the Tony D'Angelo Watch Your Tone podcast. Now, the Watch Your Tone podcast is a fun podcast. You know, uh, I don't listen to a bunch of them. Um, some of them, like the uh, Cam, and, Cam and Strick podcast, Cam Jansen, former player, that's a, that's a real fun one to listen to. They do a great job. I enjoyed the Up in the Blue Seats podcast by the New York Post. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Spit and Chicklets is, uh, is a big one by Barstool. Everyone seems to like, not necessarily my cup of tea. But what makes Tony D'Angelo's Watch Tone podcast unique is that he's an active player. He's an active New York Ranger, and he recently had fellow teammate and restricted free agent, Brendan Lemieux, on the show. What I wanted to just convey from that uh, particular podcast is that Lemieux revealed he is back in New York and training for next season, which I think is great news. Uh, and he, although they didn't talk contract, um, which you, you wouldn't expect him to, uh, D'Angelo did ask him, hey, give something for the fans about playing in New York. What are your thoughts? And Lemieux said, I love the Rangers. I love playing for the blue shirts. I love the blue seats and blue collared fans, which is obvious with the way I play. I love Madison Square Garden. I mean, there's no better city to live in and there's no better place in the world. Um, these are the same sentiments that were echoed to me by his agent and father, Claude Lemieux, a great uh, hockey player in his own right. And, you know, when I spoke to him last year uh, about the contract, he couldn't give me any information then, couldn't give me any information now. Uh, but, you know, truth be told, he told me the same thing that, uh, you know, Lemieux loves playing for the Rangers and he would love to be here. So, you know, the, the Rangers and, you know, all teams do this. They lowball their restricted free agents because they have control uh, and they pay unrestricted free agents top dollar. It's just the way the NHL game is played in the cap era. So uh, I just hope the deal is fair. I'd love to see Lemieux here. I think the Rangers need more of his sandpaper and grit uh, and his toughness. So uh, I think that's one that they have to make sure they, they, they keep. Although I feel, as you heard me earlier say, all four restricted free agents need to stay. So that's the show. And uh, listen, I want to just say thank you guys for coming to foreverblueshirts.com and to the dailygoldhorn.com. That's just getting off the ground, right? And it's definitely getting some, some traffic, so I appreciate it. But, you know, we don't have any subscription costs. I don't do anything with Patreon or say, please give me some money. The more you come, the more likelihood I could, I could spend and invest more time in being a voice uh, for the Rangers, a voice hopefully for, for the NHL. Uh, and tell tell my my view of some of these stories, and to cover this amazing game that I fell in love with a long time ago, uh, and my passion I hope comes through. I really do. I hope you guys can sense how much I love the Rangers, but also how much I love the game of hockey, uh, and that's what I want the Daily Goldhorn to be. Um, you know, listen to this podcast, please, and and hit subscribe because tomorrow I speak with New York Ranger beat writer Vince McCogliano, and I have some guests lined up coming up. Uh, and we're going to talk about all things. And I, and I want to talk about Ryan Nugent Hopkins and how I think the Rangers can get him. And I'm going to do that with a very special guest who's a little bit more NHL-centric and uh, is one of, the, one of the best rumor aggregators in the business. Uh, I'm not going to reveal until it's time because I don't like counting my chickens before they hatch. But I want to say thank you. Thank you for joining the Forever Blue Shirts Radio Podcast. Hope you didn't mind me flying solo. Hope I, hopefully I didn't bore you to tears. Um, thanks for listening. Check us out tomorrow. Hit that subscribe button, please. Vince Mercogliano, let's enjoy it. We'll have a good time. Thanks, fans. Bye.